paper peeps, and welcome to the paper fold. I am your host, Sarah. Now, I am a paper nerd through and through, but over the years, a side benefit of that has been that I have been able to not just watch brands appear, thrive, and grow, but if I'm lucky, I can become a very bit player in the story of their success. Sometimes I've run them in my pages or written articles or blog posts about them. Sometimes I've gotten to introduce them to someone or another who may have helped grow their business, or maybe I've just offered a little bit of encouragement or advice here and there. So for that reason, I find my guest today, Catherine Hildner of Kitty Meow Boutique, really interesting. Not only has she started this amazing brand that you should check out immediately, Catherine has also integrated a whole education aspect into her business. That's literally the name of that tag on her site that seeks to help others out there channel their entrepreneurial dreams and make them happen. I think these efforts play into the messaging of Kitty Meow Boutique's stationary product beautifully. This range is all about empowering yourself to live your best life along with those you love most. So I had a million questions for Catherine, as you'll hear momentarily. I also want to note that after recording this episode, Catherine reached out to me about advertising here, which was very well received to say the least. I am so thrilled to be able to promote her stationery here, but I wanted to underline that it evolved pretty organically. When I learned journalism ethics at NYU, I was taught that there should be a real physical separation between advertising and editorial so that whatever you are putting out there is as authentic as possible. I was taught that editors don't sell ads and ad reps don't write articles. So I always get a little nervous when there's a little bit of overlap between the two. But again, I am so honored to be able to promote Kitty Meow Boutique and give you a glimpse into all that Catherine does behind the scenes. It's all coming up right after this. Hey, paper peeps. So by now, many of my listeners are familiar with the force of stationary nature, better known as Girl with Knife. But if you aren't, time to change all that. From the first moment I spied her booth at her New York Now trade show debut in 2019, I was smitten with this cutting edge range that the world was calling out for. We all just didn't know it yet. Everything is nimbly collaged to life, slice by careful slice by the talented and exquisite Alicia Castaldi. This stylish collection of cards, journals, and notepads that have sprung to life under this fashionista's exacting knife is sharp, snarky, sleek, and occasionally very sweet, just like that BFF who would love to hear from you right now. For that reason, whenever I get my hands on Girl With Knife merchandise, I hoard it and use it most sparingly. Alicia recently launched Gift Wrap, and if you're already a fan of her range, you're familiar with her patterns and quality, but these super thick sheets elevate any gift from off the rack to atelier. Her recent releases of Midnight Botanical, Rare Creatures, and Chasing Dreams bring the total styles that slay up to 10. And if you're like me and that you fall in love with a range and want to reside in that world, you're in luck. Alicia 
recently unveiled Knife House, which was one of the few good things I can think of that came out of 2020. That was when Alicia shifted her operation from LA to this newly renovated concept home in Palm Springs. This completely private, walled and gated estate features panoramic mountain views and countless Luke's surprises. Take a tour through its magnificent blush pink doors at www.knifehousepalmsprings.com or find it on Instagram at knifehousepalmsprings. Good luck getting your jaw off the floor as you take in this perfect California adult playground. These glamorous digs are available for photo shoots, film projects, special events, and short-term rentals. But just as importantly, all that exquisite Palm Springs flora and fauna have inspired Alicia's soon-to-be-released journal and notepads. She tells me that they're also expanding into home decor, which I, for one, absolutely can't wait to see. So now that you've glimpsed this wonderful world, you need this cutting edge lifestyle brand in your life. Find Girl With Knife in hundreds of shops across the US and half over half a dozen countries. Alicia and Girl With Knife have also been featured in New York Magazine, LA Business Journal, BuzzFeed, and of course, Stationary Trends. I've run her work there countless times. Alicia was one of our 10 designers to watch in 2020 and proceeded to live up to that designation when last May, two out of her three nominated cards took CHOP honors at the Noted and Noted Virtual Greeting Card Competition. Then, for our winter 2021 issue of Stationary Trends, Alicia designed the 10 designers to watch frontispiece for us. It is something else if you haven't seen it yet. Also, as of 2021, Alicia is represented by none other than the Daniel Richard showrooms in Atlanta and Dallas. Dan's eye is renowned in this biz, so his representing Girl with Knife is unsurprising, but it also means that this brand needs to be on your design radar stat. Check out this beguiling range at the recently refreshed girlwithknife.com. Right now, the theme is Season of Fierce, and I think we can all use one of those about now. I guarantee your stationery will slay. Let's welcome Catherine to the paper fold. Oh, thank you, Sarah. I am so freaking excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much for, for coming to the paper fold. Let's introduce you to my listeners. You started Kitty Me Out Boutique in 2010 as a side project. You were still working full time, but by 2018, you had gone wholesale and devoted yourself to Kitty Meow Boutique more. Shortly after that, you started group coaching through the KMB Signature Collective, and now you started the Dreams to Plans podcast with your girlfriend, Renee, who is in California while you're in the Chicago area. You also opened a little boutique in Naperville at the Painted Tree Marketplace. Sounds posh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you have two little girls and you're pregnant with your third baby. I only have one child, but you sort of remind me of myself. 
Um, so like you, I find a lot of things interesting. And as a result, I tend to spread myself a little thin from time to time. But rather than asking you a cliche question, like, how do you do it all? Because if you're like me, you sort of just bounce from test to test like a pinball. I want to know, what do you think drives you? What drives me? Well, first of all, I have to say that I am totally honored by the fantastic compliment that I remind you a little bit of yourself because when I look at you, you are just this badass. Can I say badass? I'm gonna you say can it. say badass. <laughs> Well-respected woman in the stationery industry that so many people looked up to, but you truly approach everything with a genuine and kind heart, which once you get past the editor-in-chief title, you don't really expect that from someone. And um, I'm not saying like I'm all those things, but that's absolutely how I see you. And again, it's such an honor to be here. Oh, well, that's very flattering. Flattery will get you far in these <laughs> corners. <laughs> um, it, it means a lot. Honestly, I I think part of the reason I've stayed in stationery for so long is that it is a nice, it is a, for lack of a better term, nice industry you know, people are warm, people are kind, people are welcoming. And and those who aren't don't really stick around for that long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's paper goods, right? It's, it's, it's a feel-good industry. So if you can't get those feel-good vibes, then you're in the wrong business. Right, right. Maybe something else is better <laughs> suited to you. <laughs> but but I am curious, you know, uh, I'm just curious, like, what you see as driving you in every project because, you know, the, to do all those things takes a lot of motivation. And yeah, I'm curious so what's behind it. I just thrive on this sort of chaos. And maybe chaos isn't the right word, but being just totally overwhelmed and busy. It's like if my business is not busy and I'm like, eh, I could take a nap during the day, then I just get lazy and I'm not as motivated. But I don't know, something after I had my first daughter, I was just like, okay, I'm going to take this Kitty Meow thing seriously. And Kitty Meow has nothing to do with cats for all of our listeners out there. It's just kind of my, uh, my alter ego when I don't really care about what other people think about me. But, um, and then with my second daughter, I'm like, okay, you know, this needs to be even more polished. This truly needs to represent what I stand for as a woman. And it needs to look and feel like everything I dreamed it would be. And now I'm pregnant with my third baby, which is actually a boy. <laughs> yay. Yay. <laughs> But I'm freaking tired and I don't have motivation most days. And this little life is just sucking, sucking my soul dry. <laughs> I but mean, I don't have literally, time. You literally are sustaining another life when you're pregnant. So, you know, having two little lives depending on you, plus a business, plus a home, plus. Yeah. And I don't, even like, I don't even like kids. I was never that person who was like, oh, I want to be a mom. Mm, so much joy. But I love my children. Don't get me wrong. But I love to work and I love to help other people and make other people feel special. And that is what the Kitty Meow brand is all about. 
Right. So it flows from everything, whether it is a notebook, like I'd love that that recent release you had of the notebooks, whether it's like this notebook that just sort of makes you feel empowered every time you look at it to tools to, you know, turn, you know, whatever, uh, you know, entrepreneurial dream you may have to the next level and believe in yourself. I mean, that's that's at the core of it. Absolutely. So, so I love your, I love your podcast. (laughs) I listened to the first episode and I have to ask, uh, both as a fellow podcaster and as an industry observer, when did the podcast bug bite you? Oh gosh. Um, it's always something that has been on my mind, but I didn't have the courage to do it or felt like I had enough to say, or that I could even do all the work that goes into, running a podcast on my own. But um, when COVID hit, I took this course because as we talked about earlier, I love I love courses. I love to learn. I'm such a nerd. But um, it was a course with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi called the Knowledge Broker Blueprint. And they really empowered you to take whatever it is you feel like you're a, an expert. I'm doing air quotes here, expert, because I don't really feel like anybody's an expert. Um that you feel like you want to share with the world and then do it. So I just felt empowered to finally go after it. And when I met Renee, my co-host, we just had this instant connection and we are so different, but we are very much the same and we have a fun chemistry together. So when I convinced her that this was a good idea, we just kind of went for it. Your banter's great and it's it's really fun. The episodes that I've listened to, I just really like how you took um, topics that are a little intimidating to me and make it feel very approachable and like I like I can do this. <laughs> and and I also loved how you kicked it off in the very first episode with the admonition not to compare your beginning to someone else's middle or even their, you know. Their, when their star has risen. Um, can you speak to the importance of that wisdom? Yeah, I think it's something that's so important to be honest about. You know, Instagram is this highlight reel of our businesses and our best selves. And sometimes we don't always talk about the challenges or hardships that come with running a business. And it's so easy to get caught up in the comparison trap of comparing your business to someone else's most fabulous business moments. And that's not how things really are. And I know I have a tendency of personally doing this myself. There are those like couple stationary brands for me that I look up to and I get a little borderline jealous of how amazing they are. Um, But those feelings don't serve me. And letting myself get down about that, like I'm not doing enough is, Mm -hmm. is not healthy and it's not healthy for anybody. So as long as we know that we're giving our businesses everything that we've got and we're staying true to ourselves, that's all you need to focus on. And you never know what someone else might be dealing with on the other side of the screen. And maybe it's not something that they want to share. And maybe it's not as fabulous as the flat lay that they posted previously, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also think there's a real danger in um, just like letting your creative decisions flow from what you see someone else doing. It's a, it's like a very, very easy trap that people fall into. I mean, the most important thing is creating, um, putting whatever you put out there that it's true to you, 
not true to your like semi-jealous response to something <laughs> you saw someone else doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I don't draw, but I see other designers that have the most gorgeous drawings. And I think I need to spend all day learning how to draw. And like, no, that's not where my strengths lie. And everyone has their own strengths and that's what they need to focus on. Not what someone else might be doing a little bit better than them, because that's not going to set your brand apart if you're trying to be like the person next to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you actually, you've talked about how one of your first dream jobs sort of slowly turned into a nightmare, which has happened to, that happened to me too. And how you sort of first started your Etsy shop with one little owl baby shower invitation and just slowly built your brand from there. Now, looking back to that time, uh, was your business born because you were so miserable at your former dream job or was it just sort of a distraction that grew organically on its own? Oh gosh, this is a loaded question with a loaded answer. So bear with me. So when I graduated from college, I moved to Las Vegas from the Chicagoland area. I quickly found a fun, oh my gosh, so much fun job working in nightlife advertising. I was graphic designer by day, and then by night, I was a nightclub promoter, photographer, cocktail server. I had so many, so many jobs, and I was doing all these random things and not really honing in on my skills as a designer. Uh, I moved to a competitor advertising company after I decided to leave Las Vegas for a little bit and went back home to Chicago, only to decide a few months later that I wanted to move back. Um, but literally the highlight of my career as a designer in Las Vegas was having a controversial billboard for the Miss Butterface competition where I photoshopped a woman in a bikini with a paper bag over her head. Like <laughs> these are the types of projects I was working on, Sarah. And in my twenties, I'm like, Oh, this is cute. This is fun. But like, this is embarrassing now that I'm a mom and in my mid thirties. And that's just the culture I was around every day. And I ended up, I ended up going into the office one day and they, they fired me out of nowhere, which uh, blessing in disguise. But uh, a, a few months down the road, I got another design job. See, this is how you're laughing at me. because I, I mean, I'm laughing because, yeah, I'm just still laughing at Miss Butterface. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that is not the body of work that you envisioned building. <laughs> Which is the total opposite of the things that I currently work on, which are all about empowering women and lighting a fire under your ass, not putting a bag over your head. <laughs> but sometimes to get to that point, we have to do the opposite, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So I got a job working for an agency where I designed uh, like those truth ads to make it cool for kids not to smoke and to oh, educate cool. them on the dangers of smoking. And I was so bored and this office was totally antisocial. I was tired of designing in a style that wasn't my own. It was just my boss's style and work was really slow and no one checked up on me. And I'm not saying I was a bad employee, but I was using that time of downtime and building up my Etsy shop and doing more freelance design because I was when I was unemployed um, for a couple months there, I was like, well, Maybe I should start 
getting paid to do the the thing that I went to school for and <laughs> that I had a job for on my own time. Like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> why didn't I think of this sooner? Right. And uh, right. when I met my husband and we got serious, I knew his job would be having us travel all over the country. And I wanted to build something that I could take with us wherever we were because I love to work and not working just was a right. non-negotiable for me. Right. Right. No, I, I totally get it. So it just sort of grew. I mean, yeah, it just, you were always meant to do that. It was Beshert that this was <laughs> ends up with you. <laughs> and for those who don't know, Beshert is a Yiddish word meaning meant to be. You're such a wordsmith, Sarah. That's one of the many things I love about you. It's like <laughs> eloquent. You educating us with words that like no one even thinks to use. It's so beautiful. Oh, well, I love Yiddish because I'll, I'll try not to get too offhand, but I, there's something about it that there's the words are very, you know, they're just very beautiful and meaningful. And we, a lot of times we don't quite have the equivalent in English. And so, um, and they're just fun. They're fun to throw around and they're fun to say, like my grandma used to speak Yiddish with like a real guttural, like don't do it. And it just, it feels good to say, and it, it always makes me laugh. So getting, getting back to Kitty Meow and what I love and that I think is so distinctive to you is, you know, these days on your site, you know, you sell stationery and invitations you sort of very cleverly integrate your KMB Signature Collective education for creatives as well as a more business-focused blog alongside your stationary product. Now, that could be a really tough sell as there's like you, you're sort of telling – you're doing a few things there, but everything looks really cohesive thanks to a really strong brand presence and also, I think, color. So – what advice would you give to a small brand or professional that has, you know, a few things going on, a few focuses like you? How do you tell several stories at once? Yeah, so this is a tough one because I don't have all the answers and I'm never trying to come off like, I'm so smart. Listen to me. But <laughs> I figured it all out and I'm going to tell you how. <laughs> I'm going to give you the secret sauce. The secret sauce is that there is no secret sauce. Like <laughs> you are the secret sauce and you need to figure it on your own. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I just saved you thousands of dollars, everyone. No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always had this passion for the education side. It's kind of just my personality with my close friends, not just with anybody. But um, I felt like I needed to walk the walk and have a proof of concept before trying to sell people on paying me to tell them what to do with their own businesses. So after having a lot of success in my business over the past year or two, I just wanted to start experimenting with sharing what has worked for me and what I've totally failed at because success does not come with a bajillion failures. But the biggest thing in my entire business, whether it's invites, greeting cards, or education, is that you incorporate your personality into what you do and you create a memorable experience. So I don't encourage my students to, or my clients to adopt my personality in their paper goods or when they are building their own brands, but to really hone in on what makes them special and unique because that's what is going to grab the attention of others. And it's this idea that you want to not only build a business, business, but you want to build a brand that is like a living, breathing, personable thing. Right, right. And, and, and is it 
true reflect and is a true reflection. Hey, paper peeps. So Kitty Meow Boutique has been a fabulous client of mine for a while now. So hopefully many of my listeners are familiar with not just the dazzling wares from this Chicagoland house of paper, but also its amazing founder, a force of nature better known as Catherine Hildner. This mom of two with another scheduled to arrive soon has created a most intoxicating stationary range. I define the Kitty Meow aesthetic as polished and very smart. Think of the sharpest outfit you own that you feel like a million bucks in, but in stationary form. Everything from typography to envelope choice comes together to pack a most enticing punch. But this range is not just about the surface. It's about honoring those connections with those we care about most. And you'll see once you visit kittymeowboutique.com that the wares are divided into witty and sweet because as Catherine puts it, sometimes you feel a little saucy and sometimes you don't. But Kitty Meow Boutique is so much more than just another pretty face in the marketplace. The empowering messaging found on her cards, invitations, journals, coasters, art prints, and enamel pins elevates the range into something that makes you feel not just seen, but good about yourself too. Everything is essentially a little lift visually and emotionally for not just those you love, but you as well. Not only is Kitty Meow available for your personal shopping needs, it's also available wholesale to all those shops looking for something new with which to excite their customers. She's on FAIR. Visit kittymeowboutique.fair.com and get your shop started. Finally, I think what I love about Catherine most is that she is really all about living your best life, as you'll see for yourself beneath the education tab on her site. She offers KMB Signature Collective, a mastermind for women in the product-based business world who have a love for paper and giftable items, who have an idea and a plan, but need guidance and support to be successful in their efforts. I so agree with Catherine. It's so important to be surrounded by like-minded women and leaders who are willing to put in the work to lift each other up. For that reason, it's not a course. It's a friggin' transformation, people. And Catherine has also started my second favorite podcast, Dreams to Plants, with another brilliant force of nature, my girlfriend Renee, to elevate your daydreams to actual tangible plants. Oh, and if you're on Clubhouse, follow Kitty Meow so you can tune in to her weekly room Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Small Business Savvy, Insider Secrets You Need to Know. I checked it out for myself last week, and it was just the dose of inspiration and confidence my day needed. So get those good vibes going at kittymeowboutique.com and tell them Sarah sent you. What I love about your podcast is I love how you and Renee cover so many topics with openness and a sort of down to earth quality that makes like really complicated, intimidating stuff or stuff that I find complicated and intimidating, like game plans or core values or balancing mom life and business building or tackling which platforms to build your brand. 
Um, where do you come up with your topics? Yeah, so we just roll with it. Well, no, Renee rolls with it. She's like this magical unicorn of a human who just effortlessly flows where me, I need to literally have things written down with an agenda and we, you know, follow our notes, but she doesn't work like that. And that's why we're so great together is because we are so different. But we just wanted to take our audience on a journey of starting with the basics of building a solid business foundation. So in our first episode, if we started just talking about email marketing, that mm-hmm. would not flow well because you need to make sure that you know who you are in your business and what you're doing and what you're selling and who you're trying to market to before you actually jump in to try to market to them via email. So we want to help our listeners start from the very beginning because sometimes you jump right in and you just go for it, right? But you kind of, everything that you need to build a solid foundation kind of gets lost in being busy. So really taking a time to reflect on all of those simple things like your mindset and your core values, like we all have them. Sometimes we just don't take a moment to really reflect on them and to know what they are, but they're important. Right, right. And sometimes we just get so caught up in our Instagram feeds that, you know, you just want to dive into something, you know, full force without really, you know, doing your homework, so to speak, before doing that. So um, can you please give me some practical tips for what I refer to as the juggle, um, balancing momming with everything else. I remember when I first went back to work after I had my daughter, another mom said to me, oh, you're going to do the juggle now. Good luck. And at the time I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. I'm going to be fine at this, but you know, it is definitely you know, been a challenge over since I brought my child home from the hospital. So, you know, I'm still stressed from reading your bio and practically, (laughs) so practically, what do you do when you're being pulled in three different work directions and your kid is asking you to find your, their shoes? Oh gosh, the shoes. I don't, I mean, your daughter is a teenager now, but ask a three-year-old to put on her damn shoes and you could be there for 10 minutes screaming at the top of your lungs. See, now I'm getting stressed out just over there. I know. I'm sorry. No, no. We're 14. <laughs> By the time your kids are 14, it's like, do you have your mask? Yes, I have my mask. And then like we go there and then it's like, oh, I don't have my mask. But that's all. Like, I just ask you. I know. No, just like I don't ever claim to be an expert in being a business owner, I am not an expert in being a mom. I think that sometimes you're going to be a really awesome mom and you're going to suck at your business. And other times you're going to be rocking and rolling in your business and you're going to be a sucky mom. I mean, <laughs> my kids, they watch YouTube while I'm trying to work during the day. If they're not at school and like I told you earlier, they come in asking for chips. I'm like, just eat the damn chips. Leave mommy alone. I'm very busy. No, <laughs> but to actually answer your question, the biggest thing a tip I could give if I were to be qualified enough to give a tip is to, <laughs> is to ask for help and ask for help often because I used to feel so much shame in asking for help. I thought that it made me weak 
And it made me admit that I didn't have all of my life together and that I couldn't handle it all. But the mom guilt, it really serves no one. So put your big girl pants on. And sometimes maybe it's a tough decision to, in the beginning, to like go through those steps of asking for help, whether you are interviewing babysitters or nannies or that first day when you send your kid to school and they're just crying and you feel like the biggest POS is you... (laughs) drive away and they're like little hands are reaching mommy no don't go but I mean (laughs) uh, I just felt guilty for so long about having this passion to work and it was only holding me back and I want my girls to literally know that they can do anything that they want to do in their life because they see their own mommy practicing what she preaches and Uh, That's why I need to go for it and I need to show them what being a strong woman is all about. And yeah, I can't say like, you can do anything. And then they say back, well, why aren't you mommy? No, not about that life. (laughs) No. And it's like, it's, it's almost like you're saying, um, I give yourself permission to sort of acknowledge that it is a struggle and that so that when you are being pulled, you know, in those 10 directions, your uh, knee jerk response is not to blame yourself, is not to blame yourself and find yourself somewhat lacking. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Uh, so, and it is a beast. <laughs> and it's so the pressure we put on ourselves as women. I don't think my husband leaves for the day and he's like, mm, I feel so guilty. Nope. He's doing his thing. Right, right. Oh, totally. Completely. I don't know about yours. My husband's going into work every day and my child's at home. And it, you know, so I have this push pull all day. And there are many times when I've been jealous and been like, oh my gosh, if I could just have, you know, the solid time where I can just devote myself to work without being pulled, that would be so much easier. But it's just not in the cards this lifetime for me. But that just makes us so much more amazing as women, right? The Uh, fact that we can juggle, not saying, oh, we can juggle it all, but we can juggle a lot more than most. Absolutely. And the, and the truth of the matter is if I was the one going to the office every day, I would be so jealous and I would want to be the one, I want to be the one who's home with, I want, I want to be the mom. I just want to do other stuff too. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. So how do you see, um, dreams to plans evolving over time? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I think (laughs) at some point we would love to make money on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but, um, right now our intention is simply to serve, to serve with what has worked or what has not worked for us and to honestly and openly share our experiences. I would love to in the future do some type of in-person events. Those are the things that have always been game changers for me and my motivation. So to be able Mm -hmm. to share those experiences with other people in the business world would be like a dream come true. And yeah, we're just, we're just having fun sharing what we know. And that makes it, and that makes it authentic. And I think, I think when you go into it with an eye towards, okay, and in six months we'll have achieved this. And then, you know, nine months we'll have achieved that. Like you, you lose a lot of the authenticity when you, when you put it on that, um, when you choose that road. And I think, 
you know, every, everything you do sort of speaks to your brand and it all builds upon each other. Absolutely. And so, and with that said, um, how do you see dreams to plans meshing with kitty meow boutique over time and moving forward? Yeah. So as I'm trying to establish myself as an educator in the creative space, the podcast is just another outlet for Mm -hmm. me to prove that I'm a leader within the industry. And the more people that know about my podcast, the more people that buy Kitty Meow and have the opportunity to get to know the brand and get to know me and you know, before I had the podcast, I was doing lives on Instagram and like it blew up my wholesale business. So just putting yourself out there, whether you're scared to do it, do it anyway, because it's only going to benefit you in the future. Right. Your lives were awesome. Like I would catch them um, during the summer and I would, I would always get like really distracted and watch <laughs> like whatever I thought I was doing, I was not doing it anymore. Cause I just start watching you and like crack, not laughing at you, like cracking up at like your delivery. Do you still do them? Yeah. So now I'm only, I was doing them every single day, Monday through Friday. And um, now I am doing them on Tuesdays at 10. So if you ever want to come live with me, Sarah, please do. Ah! Okay. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. (laughs) And so finally, I always close with a shameless plug. Where can my listeners find you? Yes. So if you are interested in Kitty Meow products where you can shop everything based on your mood, you can follow me on Instagram at Kitty Meow Boutique or on my website at kittymeowboutique.com. If you're interested in my mastermind coaching services, there's a tab there under the education link. And if you are interested in following along on the Dreams to Plans podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Dreams to Plans Podcast. We have a YouTube channel where we share the videos of our recordings. They're really goofy. And um, <laughs> you can listen to the podcast on iTunes or wherever. Million wherever you like to listen. Wherever you like to listen. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I um, cannot thank you enough for coming on. And I know that I'm going to continue enjoying watching your star rise and tuning in, in all your, in all your projects. Thank you, Sarah. The honor is truly mine. And yeah, just really grateful for everything you do for this entire creative community. And even on the days where maybe you feel like it doesn't go notice, I promise you people, people are noticing and people truly think the world of you. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on the Paperfold. Having seen where your average stationery company was in 1997 when I started covering this market to where young makers like Kitty Meow have taken it in 2020 has been quite the journey. Not only is the messaging on her stationery about self-acceptance and honoring what is important so that she is helping to foster these connections and conversations with ourselves and others, Catherine truly wants anyone who comes across her range to make their dreams happen, whatever they are. 
I love that she kept reminding me that she doesn't have all the answers. And yes, certainly she does not, but she's helping other people find their own. And that's a very beautiful thing and a completely noble effort. Meanwhile, this will be my last episode of 2020, mostly because everyone I want to interview is currently swamped. And then once Christmas comes, I assume they want a few days off to sleep. So in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please like and subscribe. So have a wonderful holiday, everyone. I will be back in 2021 to wish you a happy new year personally. Until then, stay well, paper peeps. Mm -hmm.